One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England. Direct from the Kensington Oval, Barbados. On TalkSport 2. A very good evening to you and welcome along to TalkSport 2 this Saturday evening. I'm Andrew McKenna and I'll be guiding you through this evening's live cricket as the West Indies take on England in the fourth match of their T20 series in Barbados. England 2-1 down with two to play and without their captain due to injury. However, the depth of their squad continues to impress. Yes, they lost on Wednesday, but they fielded three debutants and in Phil Salt... They have someone who could well be in and around this squad for a while after his sensational 57 from just 24 balls. It's do or die tonight. Will the series be level or done and dusted come midnight? You'll find out here on TalkSport 2. Yeah, very good evening to you. Welcome along. Game number four of this series. We will be underway in just over half an hour's time. Uh, Kensington Oval is bathed in sunshine once again. It's going to be another belting game of cricket. And it's a game of cricket that England need to win because they are 2-1 down, as I mentioned, as a result of uh, that defeat on Wednesday evening. We are uh, close in to the uh, toss, the... uh, uh, players and assembled dignitaries are uh, gathering around the uh, edge of the uh, playing surface. And, of course, we know that it is Moen Ali once again uh, going to be in charge with uh, Owen Morgan. He uh, he picked up a thigh problem in the warm-up ahead of uh, Wednesday's game. Uh, he missed out on that. We've had it confirmed now that rather than risk him, he will sit out these last two games. So Moen Ali will be in charge uh, for the next couple of Games. So there we go, we have the details. West Indies win the toss and bowl. Both teams make two changes. 
for England, uh, Sam Billings and Chris Jordan are back in for Harry Brook and George Garton. And the West Indies make two changes. Shea Hope and Fabian Allen miss out. Carmares and Dominic Drakes coming into the side. Delighted to say that we've also made a change in the commentary. Uh, so uh, Gareth is on duty there. So delighted to say we're bringing back Jay Dernbach, who was with us for the Ireland series. And, of course, 40 T20 internationals for England as well. Jade, welcome along. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to this one. It looks a good one, doesn't it? It is. If uh, the previous game's the only thing to go by, we're going to be in for a real treat. Uh, massive game for England, obviously, having to bounce back from that loss and obviously to keep the series alive. Looking at the England team, uh, as Mark Butcher just said with, with Mo in Ali, uh, with no disrespect to, to Harry Brook or George Gartner, who look really good players for the future, Billings and Jordan coming back in, this is... Not a million miles off England's first choice team with the squad that they have available. And look, it's obvious that because they've got to win, they would go that way. Yeah, it makes sense. Bringing that extra bit of experience, as you've pointed out. We've struggled a little bit with the ball, haven't we, in terms of finishing off the game. Potentially, Jordan comes in. He is our go-to death bowler at the moment. And obviously, Billings coming in with his experience, having played all over the world, probably had a lot of experience playing in the West Indies. So bringing them two guys back in to give ourselves the best chance because, as we say, without a win tonight, the series is gone. So that's the, uh, the England team news. Uh, Barry Wilkinson, of course, our uh, West Indian commentator. Let's turn to him now as we, we turn to the West Indian team news. No Shea Hope and no Fabian Allen. Barry, what do you make of that? Uh, a bit surprised by the Fabian Allen exclusion. I was out there. He is uh, bowling. He's training, so I don't think he's injured. Uh, I just suspect that they might be trying to see how many players they can get into the team, look ahead to the squad. They're going to India next month. So perhaps it's just a, a case of rotation because he's certainly not injured and he hasn't underperformed, per se. He's actually picked up early wickets. Where Shea Hope is concerned, there's always a toss-up with Shea Hope in T20 cricket because it's heavily believed that he's more suited for the longer form of the game test and he's done really well uh, in the 50-over version. Uh, it's always going to be hard to get Shea Hope in your team, especially if Evan Lewis is ever available. So Kyle Mears, who's very aggressive, Kyle Mears has done really well last year. He got a double hundred in his debut test against Bangladesh. He's someone who can shake it up a little bit, and I think that that might be the thought process, have a left-hander with a right-hander opening. The T teams and backroom staffs are taking a knee. That's the uh, anti-racism statement getting a good round of applause from the people in the stands and the umpires take their places Leslie Reefer and Patrick Gustard are on duty for this one with Gregory Brathwaite uh, watching the replays so we're about to get underway in comes uh, Cottrell bit of wick big edge from Banton he's had a big old cut at that poor Ant well, was a spectator, really. It was a big old chunky edge. It flies down to fine third man. And the end of the first over here on TalkSport 2. England seven without loss. Jason Roy's got three. Tom Banton has four. In comes uh, Jason Holt. Tom Banton's come down the pitch, hit high on the splice and lobs to mid-on. And Mayers takes the catch. And the West Indies have their breakthrough. Two overs of the England innings are gone. Banton is caught for four, and England are 8 4. Yeah, disappointing there for Tom Banton. He's looked to take the attack there to Jason Holder, but being such a tall man coming down the, down the wicket, it's just caught him on the splice of the bat. Bit of extra bounce there, probably, has been the undoing for 
Tom Banton. Because that was the last ball of the over, Roy will be on strike to uh, Cottrell. And he starts with a glorious cover drive. Lovely, oh, lovely, lovely shot. Drive. That's almost identical to the one he played in the first over of the innings, and it's the same result. It goes away for four, England 12 for one. Short and wide, James Vince carves it over backward points, and although points and third man are up inside the circle, he gets up and underneath it and gets underway with a boundary. Vince goes to four from three balls, England 19 for one. In goes Cottrell. Jason Roy guides this one. He got that one off the middle of the bat, and he's got it wide enough past the point fielder that it will run away for four. England go to 24 for one, and Jason Roy has a boundary that uh, gets him, uh, hopefully, slightly more relaxed, slightly happier about things, and moving in the right direction as he gets his second boundary of his innings. Knowing Jason as I do, I think it might take a couple more boundaries before he um, finds himself relaxing. Final ball of the first quarter then. Cottrell goes in. Oh, Jason Roy, you little beauty. Well, maybe that's the problem. He's been going through the offside. This one, he's smashed onto the roof of the stand over mid-wicket. That one is probably still travelling down the road. He's got all of that and then some. After five overs, England 32 for one. What an outstanding cricket shot. That's the difference. That's the thing. If, as we mentioned earlier, you stay in there long enough, Jason Roy is such an exceptional player. He will be able to catch up. Fours and sixes. This time he's getting this one down to third man, coming off the outside edge of the bat. It's got to go for four. It wasn't an authentic shot at all. It was actually a bit of a fault shot there, Steve Harbison. But he, he managed to perhaps guide it, if anything, rather than smash it and got four. Yeah, he's looking to use the pierce there. I think he was looking to get that possibly right of the of the short third man his right hand but he's managed to get that between the, the short third man's left hand and the wicket keeper a little under edge of the bat but four anywhere Shepard in again and goes to Roy Roy's driving in the air out to long off over long off that's six Jason Roy another six very confident this time and a bit of a nonchalance too about that shot I guess that's the confidence he gives when he's really on song. Roy has gone to 34 from 26. It's now 45 for one after six here on Talksport 2. Here comes Dominic Drixen again. It bowls to Roy on this occasion. And Roy's driving in the air. This is going to go down to third man. He's timed it well. He's placed it well. It's gone for four more. Roy on the go. He goes to 38 now. And England motor along to 50 for one. Here he comes in again and bowls it. This time he's hitting this in the air. Out to third man. Chance for a catch. Just over the head. Just over the head of Carl Mears. It's gone for six. Mears was not on the boundary. He was three quarters way. I think if he was on the boundary at third man, there would have been a chance for a catch. But he ran in a bit too much as well. And it went over his head and it went over for six. Yeah, I agree. I think, Barry, I think Mears has got he's caught sleeping, caught flat-footed. Good um, bowling. Dominic Drake's and if Kyle Mears is on the boundary he takes one step in and he takes it comfortable catch in and around chest height Hussein in again and bowls to Vince so this one is short and Vince is cutting actually Roy is going to go down to the boundary he's gone for four it was delivered that he was looking to pull and in the end I don't think he timed it well however it was good enough to get to the boundary there for Roy the over ends 65 now for one eight overs gone Roy 44, Vince 17.
Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England on Talk Sport 2. James hits this one in the air and uh, that's gone for six. It was Drake's bowling the delivery just on the line of the off stump. And there was Vince swinging it. But just to the left of uh, a diving Sheldon Cottrell at long on. But it went over his head for six. Heart and mouth stuff there. Heart and mouth stuff for James Vince. He's got a good piece of it and he's connected with it. But I would imagine there will be a little heart in the mouth just as the ball's going towards Karen Pollard. And it's just gone over his head. This delivery is swung out to the deep milking area. That's gone for huge six there by Roy to bring up his half century. What a shot. It was just in the line of the off-stuck by Dominic Drakes. It was a half-volley, and Roy didn't even try to hit it in the offside. He actually swung it over mid-wicket for a sweet six. And he now goes to 50 from 34, his third six. He's got five fours to add to that. And it's now 80 for one after nine. Well played, Jason Roy. Fantastic innings so far. Two halves to that innings. First 12, 16 balls. We're trying to get some rhythm and movement. The last 18 balls or so have been fluent, Jason Roy. Pollard in again now, balls to Roy. Roy comes down the pitch and he's driving this one into the hands of the keeper. Big, big edge. He came down the pitch there to Pollard, trying to swing him over Logan. A huge edge taken by the keeper. Celebration then for the West Indies. And Pollard gets his man. I would love to be a fly on Jason Roy's back because they're having some chirping as they go off. Interesting. Interesting there. Kieran Pollard bowled a ball around about a good length. Jason Royce decided to come out of his crease to hit. Like I said before, put Pierce on the ball. He's managed to nick it. Comfortable, comfortable catch for Nicholas Poran. Hussein comes in again and bowls to Vitz, correction. And Vitz is carving this one straight in the hands of Kyron Pollard at that short third man. He's gone for the cut shot yet again. It has proved to be his demise. England, perhaps like Morton is saying, is just waiting for the collapse. Is this it? They're now 97 for three. Yeah, disappointing there from James Vince. It's wide. It would have missed the blue line outside. Short and wide from Akilo Hussain. He got away with the ball before. James Vince hit the ball along the ground to extra cover. This time, just tried to hit it far too hard. Lost his shape. Got a thick top edge. Ball bounced. Top edge. Short third man takes the catch. Myers takes the catch. And disappointing for James Vince. He wants to sweep, and he does. And he gets four back on his square. Four runs there because it was a wayward delivery down the leg side. Almost a gift to bring the 100 up for England. They're now 103 for three, and Ali goes to seven. A positive captain. He's a positive man. A lot of things that he does, and like we've seen there, just picks it up. That's a free hit from Ornali. This one is hit in the air, out to backward square. That's going to go all the way for six. Finally, something for the Barmy Army to cheer about. Six runs there to Livingston, reverse sweeping, and he was able to get it high, far, and pretty mightily into the boundary. And he comes once again, short ball. Livingston goes for that to the longer side of the boundary, and he's given it all of it and then some. Goes all the way for six. England 124 for three. Livingston into double figures. He's got 11 from 10. What a great shot that was. Just back of a length. He's come down the track to Karen Pollard and absolutely melted that on all of 91 metres to the longer side of the ground as well, which is 
quite promising, but as we know, Liam Livingston, once he hits that ball, it stays hit, doesn't it? Moen Ali goes across, hoiks it high into the leg side. He hasn't got enough of this one. Oh, he has, you know, he's got the breeze. Wow! The, <laughs> the breeze got a hold of that one. He looked like that's landing 20 yards inside the circle and probably being caught. And then the breeze has got hold of it and it lands four yards over the boundary and Moen Ali from a yard and a half outside of off stump puts this one 80 metres over long on for six. What a shot. Straight up in the air, use the wind. Slightly shorter straight boundary, but it's sailed over 79 metres. This is the difficulty when it comes to bowling at the Kensington Oval. Certainly coming towards the back end of the innings, it's when you've got the shorter side and the wind to contend with, somebody's got to do some hard yards. Holder in, Moen Ali coming down, hits it back over his head, that's coming into the commentary box area for six. This is Moen Ali at his best. Are there any, well, many better strikers of a cricket ball than Moen Ali in this kind of ball? 6-2, 6-6-2 this over, last three balls. That one, clean as a whistle. That was a beautiful strike, straight into the comms box, over the batter's head. Moen Ali is probably on top of Jason Holder here, knows exactly where he's looking to put the ball outside off stump, trying to protect that short side, but in doing so, just offering him the length he's looking for here. Might be time for Jason Holder just to change it up a little bit, but Moen Ali in this form is quite scintillating. Here we go then, around the wicket, Holder to Moen Ali. Moen Ali moves across, flicks it over the leg side. Has he got another one? You bet he's got another one. Four sixes in a row for Moen Ali. Moen goes to 46 from 21 balls. England, 160 for three. This is outstanding. Doesn't seem to matter where Jason Holder's putting the ball. Moen Ali seems to be one step ahead of him. Just an elegant flick off the legs, but again, showing that short leg side. That was only 73 metres, gone 10 rows back. So, a little bit strange that he's looked to go straight. When his, you know, the previous plan was to go wide and to try and use the big side. Just wonder whether he's a bit, a bit rattled, as you would be, going for four sixes. Moen Ali waiting for Shepard. Threatens to go to leg side, doesn't in the end, stays at home, clicks it into the onside, takes one, they're going to come back for two. Billings makes it comfortably, and Moen Ali has his fourth 50 in T20 international cricket. He's brought it up off 23 balls. And sorry, it's his fourth. 50, my apologies. High score of 72 in this form of the game. Could beat that if he gets plenty of the strike the way he's been hitting it. But England won 65 for four. Yeah, real captain's knock win at the time when he came in. We're just stuttering a little bit, weren't we? But he came in, looked positive from ball one, and certainly driven the momentum back into the England camp. Shepard goes wide. Livingston hits hard, gets a long way underneath this, down towards long off. In fact, it's not even long off, it's only just outside the circle in the end and King will take the catch, about five metres outside the 30-metre circle. Livingston, though, has done his job in a strange kind of way, because although he's got out, the ball was so high, the batsmen are able to cross, and it means that Moen Ali, the very set batsman, can at least be on strike and keep on swinging. Yeah, certainly when you've got a man in form and he's able to clear the boundary as easily as Moen as you want to try and give him as much strike as possible. Probably disappointed there, Liam Livingston. Sort of situation south for him, isn't it? Certainly with that short leg side bounce, but he's gone for 16 off 14 deliveries. But now Moen Ali back on strike. Moen backs away to the leg side, flicks it home to the long side and gets it over Bravo, who is deep backwards, square leg. Wasn't the best of efforts at trying to catch it. I think Bravo thought it was going a long way over his head more than it actually was. 
It was a low full toss from a shin high that Moen Ali has flicked 70 metres. In fairness, actually, having seen a replay, it did clear it by a decent distance. Shepard in, it's a full toss. Moen Ali plays a chip drive over extra cover for six that lands in the players' pavilion. That is not a full flow of the bat by any manner of means. That is a check drive. The bat has finished. If you imagine a clock face, eight, nine at the very, very highest, and it's gone 85 metres. And the England players are laughing and giggling. That's how, when players react like that, you know you've seen something special. Moen goes to 62, it's 179 for four. Jason Holder to bowl the last, to Moen Ali. Comes in, Moen Ali comes down the pitch, hits to the shorter side and will be caught at long on by Romario Shepherd. England lose the skipper. What an innings though from Moen Ali. 63 from 28, it's 180 for five. That is the most sixes that Moen Ali has hit in a T20 international. Seven sixes, beating the four that he hit against South Africa in Durban back in February of 2020. But he's done his job. Outstanding. That's a game-changing innings, in my opinion. That 225 strike rate, that's taken the game somewhat away, shifted all the momentum in the England camp. And T20 is a, is a funny game in that sense. Momentum is a big thing. Here we go, then. Final ball of the innings. Hold it, right arm over. Billings backing away. Hits it back over the bowler's head. And he's got a great piece of it as well. Pollard coming around. Can't cut it off. And it's away for a boundary. And it's a six. It's cleared all the way. Everyone was just waiting to see the umpire's signal. It is a six. So England finish. Bang, bang. 193. For six, Sam Billings hits that one back over the bowler's head. It only cleared the uh, boundary sponge by a couple of feet, but that's all it had to do. And England have really finished with a canter in their innings. 193 for six. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England on Talk Sport 2. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. 
To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England. Direct from the Kensington Oval, Barbados. On TalkSport 2. And we are set for what promises to be an enthralling evening. For the West Indies to get 194. Here comes Ali in again and bowls to Mears. Short ball that Mears is pulling, pulling well into the gap. That's gone for six, is it? Yeah, six runs. Carl Mears gets a six of a mid-wicket. Six runs, free hit. Owen Ali, possibly the newness of the ball. Sticking in the fingers. Just dragged it down a little bit. It sits up and asks to be belted to the short side of the boundary. He comes down the pitch and dances beautifully. Hits his overlong on for Hugh six. Oh, well done, Carl Mears. Using his feet, coming down the pitch, it was tossed. And he certainly did the rest. Hit it high, hard and handsome. 28 without loss, Mears goes to 19. Yeah, that was a better shot from Mears. He's come down the wicket, got there early enough. Give himself some time. And all he had to do was get it just over the fielder on the 30-yard circle, but got enough on it to go... 25 rows back, good hit. Left arm pacer to left-handed batsman. This one is sliced in the air, back at a point, over the point area. That's gone for four. Good batting, Carl Mears, using his head, recognising that the power play is on, still the two men out, and he hit that in the gap over backward point. This is another boundary, and this could very well be a good finding option for the West Indies if Carl Mears continues in this manner. Width, that's all it is. It's just width. Pierce on the ball. In width, Timon Mills is trying to hit the deck, see what he's trying to do. He's looking to be aggressive into back of a length, I think it is. And unfortunately, he's just dragged it too wide, and that's a free hit. So here comes Mills in again and bowls to Mears, and Mears this time is flicking, and that's gone over the final leg area for six. What a shot from Carl Mears. Improvisation, he came across his stumps and helped the ball almost like a, a scoop and a flick, and dancing across his stumps into the uh, sight screen bang six more runs Carl Mears is rushing now to 38 with four sixes and he comes right arm over bowling to King carved him off the back foot top edge and it lands a foot inside the uh, boundary goes away for a four that will bring up the West Indian 50 51 without loss five overs and one ball the England 50 Six overs and two balls for comparison. Yeah, pretty much neck and neck at this stage. Chris will be disappointed with that start. Short and wide has been punished. We obviously know that boundaries are forthcoming in, in the power play overs, but if we can just come out of this, maybe grab a little wicket here towards the end. Ali around the wicket. Mares comes down, hits him over, long off. No! Jordan takes the catch. A yard in the boundary. It was a flat one. 
a hard one, and it was all about would it have enough height on it as it got to Chris Jordan at long off? And the answer was no, it didn't. Yeah, as we we're just throwing a few superlatives his way, the way he's come out and struck the ball, certainly to Moanelli in that power play, but he's just gone and hit one straight down long off throw. Great, great catch by Chris Jordan. He departs Carl Myers, 40 from 23 deliveries. Coming down the pitch is King to the first ball. Trying to take him down. Doesn't get there and will be caught. Salt takes the catch on the long arm boundary. King tried to hit his way out of his funk. He goes for 26 from 27 balls. And the West Indies lose their second, 69 for two. Yeah, the pressure just told it. King, as we said before, it was 26 or 26. Moanali bowling into him, the off spinner. It was his opportunity to try and take him down. And luckily for England this time, straight down Phil Salt's throat down a long arm. But they've got their just rewards for bowling. A good couple of overs here, putting the pressure back on. As we say, dragging that required rate up to close to 12. And we're only 10 overs in, so West Indies did need to get a move on. Plenty of batters still on the hutch, though. But King is gone, 26 off 27. He is bowling. Powell is bowled. A brilliant delivery there from Adil Rashid. It was pitched up. Powell was caught in his crease. He was looking to just stab the ball into the offside. And he was deceived on that occasion. And the big century maker has been bold and bamboozled. The West Indies 78 for three. Well, he's not picked the googly. Brandon King missed four in a row. Four googlies in a row. Brandon King didn't have a clue about pressure that Kian brought to his demise and that one there, Rodman Powell completely done all ends up, a ball pitching just outside off stump he's thinking it's the leg spinner tries to hit it through the offside and there's a, a gap between bat and pad he can get a London bus through sideways Livingston now balls to Puran who's swinging over long on that's gone for a huge six this is what the West Indies needed, just that little breakthrough that could perhaps give them a little bit of a momentum. It was a full delivery and Nicholas Perrin is not going to leave that out at all, even if he's not in the best of form. That's gone 88 metres into the long on, over the long on boundary. A big six has dropped in the crowd as well. As Perrin this time swings that out of the ground. That's gone over the village and Haynes stand. That won't be coming back. See you later, alligator. 97 for three, and Nicholas Puran with a brace of sixes now in the 14th over, just bringing the West Indies back to life. He's got 22 for 15. We've just saved a little bit on sanitizer there because that's not coming back. Here he comes in again and balls to Puran, and Puran is driving flat down to long on. Catch yeah. taken that long on. An important wicket there for Livingston in England. Puran getting a bit carried away, a brace of sixes. And then that one was flatter and faster, and he holds out to the long on boundary. We have a very good catch there was taken by Roy to dismiss Puran for 22 and set the West Indies back again, 97 for four. Puran's looking for another maximum. Didn't quite time it, just clothed it. Bat turned in his hand, Jason Roy. Fantastic catch by Jason Roy. Can't emphasize enough how good this catch is. It might look simple on TV, but Jason Roy is going to judge the flight of the ball. And not only that, he knows he's going to have to 
go go low he knows he might have to dive that's into the wheelhouse and disappears over the leg side long side boundary holder goes over cow corner for the maximum six he goes to 28 132 for four it's 62 from 26 balls now for the west indies yeah momentum going towards west indies favor here unfortunately mills is uh he's missed his length he's just got a little bit full there with his back of the hand slower ball in goes jordan to pollard it's a back of the hand ball that pollard has whipped through mid wicket and reese topley can't get around it goes for four that's a the real shame. 150 is up, 151 for five, and it will beg the question, why change what wasn't broken? Chris Jordan had just bowled three brilliant deliveries and then just seemed to change the modus operandi there. Pollard works him away through square leg for four. He was only just a tiny bit off. There's actually a hint of reverse swing happening there for Chris Jordan, maybe just coming off the breeze. Like you say, he's been spot on to date Jordan in right arm over Pollard hits this wide and there's a man there Jason Roy at wide long on who can't take the catch and can't stop it it goes for four 156 for five 38 are needed from seven West Indies are still alive just that's a big delivery that going for two boundaries back to back it makes this last delivery very important from Chris Jordan and he comes then to Pollard Pollard well, he's given up. He has officially given up because he just put the bat there and set off for a single as the ball goes through square leg. Surely you've got to at least try because you never know that Reese Toffley might overstep. You might get a free hit the next ball. I, I find that odd. I mean, look, it's unlikely. Mathematically, it shouldn't happen. But for the captain of the West Indies to deliberately play a forward defensive shot when every ball has to go for six... I find unusual. Doesn't send a particularly good message to the rest of the lads in the dressing room who are working hard for a victory, but as you say, unfortunately, it's not to be for the West Indies this evening. Karen Pollard picks up his bat, tucks it under his arm, takes his gloves off, and goes to shake the play uh, hands of the England players because England have won by 34 runs and draw the series level at two. We have a series decider tomorrow evening. Winner takes all. Two games apiece in this five-game series. The West Indies won last Saturday by nine wickets. England won by a run on Sunday. The West Indies won by 20 runs on Wednesday. And now England have won by 34 runs this Saturday evening. Lovely to get over the line in the end in a big game for the England lads to draw the series level to take it to a decider tomorrow evening. I thought Chris Jordan was fantastic with the ball tonight. So was Reese Topley. Mo and Ali, of course, and it just goes to show it looked like Mo and Ali was batting on a completely different surface to everybody else. That blistering innings, strike rate of 225, nobody else got close to that this evening. And as we say, Jason Roy, top of the order, getting a 50, getting the team off to a good start. What he's in the side for was just a, just a well-completed game of cricket, I think. T20 cricket for England. I'll take a lot of confidence into tomorrow night. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England on Talk Sport 2. Well, hello and welcome to the following on podcast where we take a look at the Day's play and an in-depth look of the match we've just been commentating on, England against the West Indies in the fourth T20 International of this five-match series. England were victorious 
by 34 runs. They lost the toss and were put into bat and posted 193 for six in their innings. England made two changes uh, from the uh, side that was uh, put out in the fourth game of the uh, series. Uh, sorry, in the third game of the series, uh, Sam Billings and Chris Jordan uh, coming into the side for Harry Brook and uh, George Garton. And 193, uh, 193 for six was put on the board as Moen Ali top scored with 63 from just 28 balls, one four and seven sixes the uh, skipper hit. Jason Roy, 52 from 42, five balls and three sixes for him. James Vince weighing in with 34 from 26, two fours and two sixes. Uh, the West Indian bowling, Jason Holder, once again, the most successful in terms of wickets. He took three, uh, but uh, took a bit of tap, actually, as he went for three for 44 in the end. So it was 9.7 and over for the West Indies to try and make 194. Uh, they were restricted to 159 for five from their 20 overs. Kyle Mayer's top scoring with 40. Jason Holder made 36. 20s from Brandon King and Nicholas Puran, but they were held short, and it means we have a winner-take-all game on Sunday in the decisive match. Former England fast bowler Jay Dernbach alongside me for this one. Good game of cricket and a good performance from England. Yeah, exactly what they would have been looking for. Bounce back from that loss the other night. Important game for them to, to obviously take it to a decider to go 2-2 in the series. I thought there were some really good bits from the England team, stuff that they needed to get right. I thought Mo and Ali's innings was absolutely blistering. He played some outstanding cricket shots to really take the game away from the West Indies. They had a part where they created a lot of pressure. Didn't look like we were going to make it to 160, 170 at one stage. But his acceleration through that innings really got us to where we ended up 193 in the end. And then two or three of our lads put their hands up. Chris Jordan, beautiful spell of bowling this evening. Reese Topley, Mo and Ali himself in with a couple of wickets. So, all in all, very polished performance. Uh, Barry Wilkinson, our West Indian commentator, is with us here on the uh, following on podcast. Um, so, generally speaking, Barry, I mean, we've, we've seen Mayors at the top of the order, 40 from, from 23. That seemed to be an experiment that, that, that worked I enough and, and one worth sticking with. Yeah, look, the thing about it is, Kyle Mears and, uh, of course, Brandon King, they opened for the West Indies in the last three games for the West Indies A-team when they played in New Zealand in a series in first-class cricket. It worked really well for the West Indies then, and I think I'm just beginning to wonder if they might want to develop them as a pair not only not only in uh, the form, of course, of uh, T20 cricket, but going forward if they want to perhaps think of them as a pair. Like I said, they, they did it in three games in New Zealand when they played A-team cricket in first-class matches. And as a left-hand, right-hand combination, uh, they're quite exciting. And uh, I think that it worked well today, and we can see that some more once Evan Lewis is not available because he's still the first-choice opener. He had COVID against Ireland. I'm not quite sure what happened that he didn't play against England. But I think if Evan Lewis is available, yes, he'll come in. But it's an option for the West Indies going forward, and it worked really well today. Well, I'm delighted to say that the uh, England captain and the player of the match for this uh, 4T20 international, Moen Ali, is joining us uh, here on TalkSport 2. Moen, thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations as well. That was a cracking team performance. Yeah, it was. Thank you very much, first of all. Um, yeah, it was an amazing performance by the guys. I'm really proud. I thought uh, we batted well. We started really well. Well, we started quite slowly, but it was that sort of wicket. And then once you get in, you can get going. And uh, Jason in particular and Vincey put a brilliant partnership on. 
Um, we finished brilliantly with the bat, and then I thought with the ball we were outstanding tonight. I thought, particularly at the death, I'm really proud of the boys. At the toss, you said you you could have quite happily sort of gone either way, bowl first or bat first. But being able to get first use of that surface really did seem to work in your favour in the end. Yeah, it did. And it was a wicket we batted on last time I won the game as well. So we kind of kind of knew the pitch would be decent to bat first on. So I wasn't actually too fussed about losing the toss. Um, I probably would have bowled first anyway, which would have been wrong. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad we lost the toss. I've got to ask you about your own innings, Moeen. 63 from 28, seven sixes, the most you've hit in a T20 international innings, plus one four. My favourite one was the, the check drive that landed on the roof of the uh, pavilion, which was just beautiful. I mean, you seem to hit it so cleanly. Yeah, I mean, early on, you just got to give yourself a bit of a chance. I think the two games in between would have not got any runs. So I'm trying to go quite hard early and then I almost reminded myself that I need a bit of time and then can go um, but yeah I, I think that was my favourite shot as well um, I enjoyed that one the most but um, yeah, I'm really happy that I can contribute to the team winning and that's really important to me Mo, Jake Dan back here bud well played tonight Hi, mate. to you and the boys um, I just wanted to ask where do you see yourself where's your best position in the T20 side obviously we've got a World Cup coming up pretty soon we've got plenty of explosive players certainly throughout a middle order where would you like to bat and where's best for you to bat for the team yeah I actually really enjoy being a bit of a floater so when Morgie like in the World Cup says to me you know go and uh, put your pads on in between with the spinners and whatever's on I really enjoy that because I feel like I'm quite important and um, I can make a contribution and I get that clear sort of role and then um, I can um, just go in and play so I don't really have a number uh, but I, I like getting in there when we need to go for it and stuff. And sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. But I enjoy playing the way I played tonight in particular. Uh, put bowlers under pressure and I just give myself a bit of a chance. Um, but we do have a brilliant side and we have some excellent players who are missing. So it is quite difficult at times, but um, I don't mind being a bit of a floater, to be honest with you. You mentioned players missing. Of course, you're doing the captaincy job as well for, yeah. for these games. How are you enjoying that? Yeah, I love it. I, I I do it, obviously, in domestic cricket and stuff. And um, I love situations like today where we defend well and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, I, I do really enjoy it. It keeps me in the game and stuff like that. So uh, you can... The only thing I find difficult is sometimes underbowling myself. But, um, you know, I, I really I do enjoy it. It's, it's an absolute honour and pleasure to, in particular, capture my cap, uh, country. Now, I gather we're going to be on a strip tomorrow, basically banging the middle of the block. So there's going to be no yeah. short side, um, which yeah. I suppose is how it should be, really, for a decider. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's perfect, perfectly set up, winner-take-all game. Yeah, and it's, not, it's actually not too much of a short. It's the wind more than anything. It's the wind, wind factor. You get it up in the air and it goes. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really excited. I'm really happy one tonight because it keeps the series alive and... Um, it's a great opportunity again for us to win a, win a series against a good side on difficult wickets here. So it's the one thing we've struggled with in the past on wickets like this. And um, we, we've got some exciting players, young players as well. So um, also, and, and for a big one tomorrow. You, you mentioned the young players. And what would it mean maybe for England to win this series with a lot of you know, big names, established names in this side, not even making the plane for, for this trip, to, to go to the West Indies and win a five-match series? Well, what would it mean for, the, for this group of players to, to be able to come back with a victory if you can see it through tomorrow? It means a lot. I mean, winning uh, is a habit and it's something you know, we want to try and do. It's not the be-all and end-all at the minute because... 
obviously the World Cup is far away, but it gives a lot of confidence and it breeds a lot of confidence in the team. But I think for the younger guys in particular, um, it'd be great. I think some guys have really stepped up and been brilliant so far. Um, but it means it means a world, man. Winning a series is winning a series, no matter who against and in foreign conditions and against a brilliant, against a very good team actually, because they they have some so much power in their team and they're very scary actually to bowl at. So um, yeah, big one tomorrow and hopefully win the series. Moe, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and go well tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Moe and Ali joining us uh, here on TalkSport 2. Steve Harmison is uh, with us. Uh, he's been part of the commentary team as well, of course, here on uh, TalkSport 2. Uh, Harmy, well, what a cracking game of cricket, first and foremost. Yeah, it was fantastic, Macker. It was, um, I thought it was a clinical and professional performance by England. I thought they were led beautifully by Moe and Ali. He had a bit more time to think about how he was going to lead the group, different plans he was they were going to make. And obviously, he had a bit of time to, to think about that in the days coming in because obviously Owen Morgan went out literally, I think, about an hour or 40 minutes before the, before the game on Wednesday. And uh, it was a difficult game for him on Wednesday to captain because of the goodness of the pitch and the way the West Indies played. So I thought that was more clinical by, by England. I thought they executed their plans fantastically well. Some of their death bowling was back to CJ, you know, Chris, Chris Jordan at his best. He hit the white line, you know, very, very nicely. But I thought the, the game was won not only with Moen in the bat, but I thought the game was won between the seventh and the 13th over. Uh, Moen Ali bowled a couple of overs. Adil Rashid was, was unplayable for 2020 cricket. He's googly, Brandon King and uh, Rothman Powell and just couldn't pick him at all. Uh, and over from Livingston and over from Jordan. And I thought that was where the game was won for England. I thought the squeeze that they had just after the power play was uh, was why England got over the line and got the victory and take us to what was going to be a fantastic end to what's been a brilliant series. So England have won the fourth game, 193 for six they put on the board. They restricted the West Indies to 159 for five. They win by 34 runs. It's two apiece going into a winner-take-all decider on Sunday evening. We'll be back at 7.30, just before the toss, for that all-important game. Thanks to all the commentary team this evening as we brought you another belter here on TalkSport 2. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 